All right, everyone, we're here to talk about the Yeah, We Know podcast. Well, first off, I want to say belts are just changing hands left and right here. Yeah, we know. If you came through the WWE and wanted to be a big-time deal, you had to go through The Undertaker for, what, about 20 years, Jimmy? Yeah, we know. Jimmy, are they screaming RK-Bro, or are they screaming Randy, Randy, Randy? Yeah, we know. It's Seth freaking Rollins. Show the man his respect. The Yeah, We Know podcast. Find it in this feed, part of the Morgan Knows Podcasting Network. Hi, my name is Van, and you're listening to my daddy's podcast, The Morgan You Know. I uh, love the show, and you should check out my buddy Rod Morgan's pod, The Morgan You Know, as I'm confident he's primed to make some waves on the scene. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Morgan You Know podcast. I'm your host, Rod Morgan. This podcast is executively produced by James Jam Riska. I just said that for the 100th time thereabouts. I don't think I said that exactly early on in the days of this podcast, but this is episode number 100, October of 2016. The pilot episode of the Morgan You Know podcast premiered on Podbean, and here we are six years later almost. In July of 2022, there are a lot of things that I could say about having 100 podcasts out, but I will keep this brief. This means an awful lot to me. This is my hobby. I really enjoy having a podcast to look forward to every week, getting to meet up and talk with so many of my friends. And I also hope that on some level, there's many of you out there that are enjoying listening along and feel like you're hanging out with your friends while we do what we do. But there are some certain people I need to shout out by particular name, and I will start almost in chronological order here. First and foremost, Brad Gibson. Thank you very much, the first producer of this podcast, the man who showed me all the ropes of how to get an RSS feed and how to edit a podcast, sort of, because I still don't know how to edit a podcast. We'll get to more on that later. But he was the first man that got this podcast out into the world. Thank you to him. Thank you to our old friend, Matt Kazerski, a.k.a. Wu-Tang, the first co-host of this podcast. Thank you to Jimmy Jamriska, James Jamriska. You heard me shout him out at the beginning. He is the savior of this podcast. We would be nowhere without him. He has been the producer since Brad left us, and he does multiple shows now. He appears on air. I don't know what I would do without Jimmy. Thank you so much to him. Shout out to Matt Roberts and Chris King. My guys who have appeared on this podcast more than probably anybody else out there, they have filled in in my stead, they have co-hosted, they have taken crazy homework assignments from me and come through in the clutch every time, and I appreciate them so much for that. Shout out to Josh Williams, our football handicapper, who has come in strong in the football season these last couple of years and given us something great to look forward to and doing tons of research about all of our football shows. Matt Record, Pete Osterman. Don't think I forgot about you guys. You've been on numerous times when I've asked you for your music expertise or your TV expertise. I totally appreciate that. Quick shout out to the only Morgan Eno Hall of Famers that exist. Father Pete McCormick and Evan Altman of Cubs Insider. But most importantly, the one steady rock that has been right by my side and helping me every bit along this journey. I even made her join up and become a co-host of this podcast. The Mrs. Morgan Eno, you are my inspiration you are the thing that keeps me on task and the only person that I will ever 
listen to and say, I don't know if you really should say that, Rod. Nobody else gets to say that to me, but you do. And I appreciate that. And lastly, thank you to all of you out there who listen and download and tell your friends. I really greatly appreciate it. And enough from me. Let's welcome in the cast of characters for this 100th episode. Of course, my co-host in life and my co-host on this podcast, the lovely Mrs. Morgan. You know, Kate Morgan. Kate, hello. Hello. Just just so everyone knows, I've seen him practice this speech with a hairbrush in front of the mirror before bed. You did really well. I'm really proud of you. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Let's bring in the producer of this podcast, my man, the savior, Jimmy Jamariska. Jimmy, hello. Rod, it's great to be here. Thank you very much for... Uh... Making me a part of this. This has been awesome. Let's bring in our guy from the desert who, frankly, is kind of at a disadvantage on this podcast because it is 10 o'clock Eastern for all of us and only about 7 o'clock for him. So we've had a few more drinks than you, Matt Roberts. Are you going to catch up to us? I would venture to say you have not. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, Fridays are usually a half day. Uh, it's open weekend. We might have played St. Andrews in the office with a, a pop or two. Uh, earlier in the day don't tell my boss um yeah i'm ready to rock man thanks for having me this uh that kind of rocked my head a little bit when you said back in 2016 i was thinking where i was at there and then now uh that's pretty freaking rad it's got, i listened to a little bit of the pilot episode of the morgan you know today and i wouldn't recommend that to anybody you can find it in your Podbean feed if those of you are listening to podcasts on that but uh wow that's a little rough but let's go to uh least of all the least important, our guy out in North Carolina, Chris King. Chris, hello. <laughs> what is up, Rod? Hello, Kate. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me for this 100th episode. I am pumped. I have White Russians, of course. The dude abides. And I'm even wearing my 1983 Star Wars convention t-shirt. Nice. Of course, of course, you have milk. Milk is always the choice for you. So... Here we are, the 100th episode. You know that I've been teasing on all of our different podcasts for a while. What would I do for the 100th episode? What idea would I come up with? What shall we do? I'd been delaying, kicking the can down the road. And meanwhile, while I was doing all of that, the world fell apart. The world needs saving, ladies and gentlemen. And hold on, don't get nervous. We're not doing a political podcast for you. We're not doing anything that deep. What we're going to do is do what we do best, and that's draft a fictional team of heroes throughout pop culture to save the world. That's what we're going to do here. I've got a couple of exact stipulations that I can lay down for you. So our mission, should we choose to accept it, is to select a team that can be counted on to defeat any faceless apocalyptic threat. I want to stress that here. We're not saying that this is an invasion from another country. We're not saying this is aliens. This isn't a meteor. This is a faceless apocalyptic event. Your best course of action here is to try to draft a well-diverse cast of people who might be able to handle any situation that comes up. What we're going to do is use a snake draft with five participants in six different rounds. We must choose a team composed of a law enforcement and or government official, one soldier, one scientist, one average citizen, one criminal, and a wild card member. Team members can include characters from TV, movies, literature, or real life. The only stipulations we lay down are that each team must include at least one woman. Shout out to the Mrs. Morgan, you know, there. <laughs> and one factual human who can be portrayed by an actor. So you don't have to pick the actual human. You can pick the actor version if you want to. But we need someone based on a real character. And teams also cannot include any superheroes. You hear that, Chris? 
know any extraterrestrial characters or robots. Chris, again, did you hear all of those rules? Yes, I paid strict attention to them. Okay. I was going to say, I wanted to make sure you were, because you were the most one I was worried about when I laid down each and every one of those rules, because I didn't want to get deep into your sci-fi stuff for all of this. So, additionally, if a character who is played by an actor is selected, that same actor is okay to be selected by another person for a different role. They can't be selected for the same role, though. So, in each round, you select a member of your team. Doesn't matter the order in which you draft your team, but at the end of the draft, you must have all six members that fill the roles, including the two other stipulations the draft order is as follows matt roberts will pick first jimmy jam risco will pick second chris king will pick third the mrs morgan you know will pick fourth and i will pick fifth funny how i always come up picking fifth and get the snake on these things jimmy isn't it funny how that always works out for me i love the fact that it was a blind draw between you and the mrs morgan you know so i knew it yeah i'm sure it was fair I knew it. uh-huh it really was it really collusion was. Yeah, we got a lot of shit last time, and you're first, Matt, so you just shut your mouth. Whoa. There we go. So, Mr. Roberts, Mr. King, Mr. Ow. Jamriska, any questions that you wish to be cleared up here before we begin drafting? When Where do we make fun of Chris? <laughs> Whole time. Okay. Call. Can we start now? Because yep. I think his cut- first pick is ridiculous. What's the cutoff on a robot? <laughs> oh, Meaning my God. What? <laughs> You've got the first pick, and you're going to mess it up. <laughs> I do. R two D two is not available. Listen, so are you is... trying to are you trying to pitch me someone who's half no, man, no, half robot? No, just uh, just asking a question. Like if you're talking about like prosthetic leg or arm, I think I'm okay with it because okay, that's all right, just all right, that good. they are a human being we're good. with a mechanical prosthetic. We're good. So, so that I think we're good to go. We're good. This is Morgan, you know, for the save, as always. So, Mr. Roberts, I are you prepared to make your number one overall draft pick in the? 100th episode celebration of the Morgan You Know's Save the World Fantasy Draft. I am, and I'm glad you cleared up this question because this is my number one pick. Um, I wasn't sure how this was going to work. Jimmy, drum roll. All right, well, I want drum roll. I want fireworks right here. This is going to be a big deal. This is the number one pick. This should be the most important person for any and all draft. Here we go, Mr. Roberts. What do you got? have a long history with this character you guys have been involved with that history number one going right out of the law enforcement agency i'm taking robocop what (laughs) what an idiot wow wow so you you thought the answer we gave you <laughs> meant that RoboCop was okay, but you didn't think that the fact that his name is Robo meant anything. Listen, <sighs> listen, he's a human with prosthetics. That was okay. It's his brain inside of there. He's, he's still a face. A, he still has a soul. It's his face. He's a body with robot parts. He's not a robot. We realized and that throughout we the movie. And here we went into this thinking it was Chris who was going to take most of the hits. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be me. This is going to get wild. Right? So far, yeah. So far off to a bad start, to quote Tenacious oh, D right there. I mean, listen, I don't know. Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm going to go to you. You're more level-headed than me. I feel like RoboCop is maybe a no based on the rules. What do you say, Jim? So Katie and I, my wife and I, talked about this more than – any other couple that ever would have talked about this except for you two. Uh, <laughs> RoboCop was on our list, 
but it was one of those I don't think RoboCop counts because when I think of RoboCop, I think of robot because I don't know, again, name, robot, cop. Um, I, I would I would not have put him on the list, but, you know, hey, it's Roberts. He's a wild card there. Roberts, again, I know that you love RoboCop, so I'm going to assume that you're going to vote that you get RoboCop being that you just drafted him, okay? We're going to do this democratically, okay? Jimmy and I just made our votes clear, but we haven't really heard from the Mrs. Morgan, you know, and Mr. King here, Robert. So we'll see how it breaks down. Mrs. Morgan, you know, are you ready for me to go to you or should I go to Chris first? No, you can go to me. I I guess here's the thing. I laid out that, okay, if we're talking about prosthetics, I'll allow it. But I will agree with you, Rod, in the sheer audacity of naming RoboCop after we just said no robots and robot is literally part of the name. It's bold. It's a bold first pick, but I think we should allow it. Ooh, all right, Chris, here we go. If you allow it, Mr. Roberts will win his case. If you do not, he has to pick again. Ooh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, Listen, Roberts is not kind to me, so I don't know why I should be kind to him. <laughs> The way I see it is, the way I see it is, is once you reach like that 50% threshold, I have a microchip in my brain. I don't need to eat solid foods to live anymore. I think you're, you're, you're much less a human than robot. And so I don't think it's going to count. Yeah, that's a really good point. Mr. Roberts, how do you retort? I can't eat solid foods. Listen, there's people out there that can't eat solid foods. It doesn't make them a robot. We've it all also seen the movie. It doesn't mean that they can fight a faceless apocalypse either, right? It, like, hey, they're an average citizen. Maybe right? they could. They, they <laughs> still have a stomach. He doesn't even have a stomach. <laughs> right. That's fine. Some people don't. They have things that do it for them. It's not a big deal. All right, listen. Like, the guy has a family, <laughs> and he understands it, and he remembers it, and he has feelings. We've seen him go from robot to human during the movie. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I think this is analogous. Is Darth Vader a man? Yes. Hmm. Uh, Chris, what do you say about Darth Vader being a man? Because you have strong Star Wars opinions as well. My hunch is this has changed all of Chris's picks. He's more machine now than man. I would make the argument that Darth Vader is still much more human-like than machine. Like, he still has one full arm that's his, and he has his thighs and his torso and his entire brain. Okay, so basically what I think you're revealing yourself to be doing here is you're ruling against Robert for spite. But you agree with this case. I still think RoboCop is less man than robot. Lawyered. Vader's more man than robot. All right. Okay, but listen. Ultimately, the final vote was you were voted down, Robert. So here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Mr. Roberts, you should consider yourself lucky that I'm just going to allow you to re-pick at number one here. And I'm not just going to pull a Minnesota Vikings on you and we just move past you. But I think RoboCop is voted down. But I'll say this (laughs) as one little shred for you here. I think it became clear that Mr. King agrees with you on merit, but he voted you down on spite. And if that's not this podcast, I don't know what is. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Um, all right. Well, I had a backup just in case. Um, I don't know if we're going with saying what this faceless apocalypse is. I have a little bit of a theme to mind with a couple. We'll get there. So I, I have to go with someone who basically can do anything, anytime, anywhere. Uh, And that's Neo from The Matrix. What is he doing? He's beginning to believe. 
Wow. Okay. I wondered if we would see any Keanu Reeves on this list. He has certainly many action roles. Uh, so there we go. Keanu Reeves, number one pick. Neo from the Matrix. Is it the wild card? Yeah. What? Yeah. What is that? I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. What wild category card. Are you putting 100% him in? wild card. Okay. 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 Yeah. Wow. So wild card, number one overall pick. We really did make Robert scramble after we didn't allow him RoboCop. Oh man. All right, oh, shit, Jimmy, you're up. All right, so uh, my my number one pick is also a wild card because I've got uh, everyone else set. I need a leader for my squad. I need someone who gets stuff done. You might say she's a fixer, if you will. I'm going with Scandal's very own Olivia Pope. Is he under arrest? No. Then you can't keep him. This is an illegal detention, and we're leaving. Wow. If you would have given me a hundred guesses as to who would be picks number one and two in this draft, Olivia Pope being at two would have taken me a long time to get there. But, Jimmy, maybe it's not a bad pick. I'm not familiar with the show, though. No, I think it's a pretty good pick, Jimmy. I, I, I thought about Olivia Pope in one of my categories, and then I thought she's too emotional. I think that she wraps herself into the situations a little bit too much, but I do like how much of a logistical champion she is and she knows communications. So I think that she is a pretty decent first pick. You just said everything I was going to say. (laughs) Yeah, I need I need my leader. I need someone who's going to take charge. Olivia Pope is that person. And played by Kerry Washington, correct? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yes, of course. Yes. Uh, I was going to say I wanted to make sure we try to. We try to shout all that out. All right, Mr. King, do you have your uh, tin cans and your string (laughs) together to be able to come back to us? Yes, Rod, I have them put together. I am ready to make my first pick. This is going to be off the wall. It's going to be my government official. This is a real person, uh, lived in real life. Uh, I'm going to take an actor who portrayed him. Uh, The real person's name is Buford Pusser. And he was portrayed by Dwayne Johnson in Walking Tall. Wow. Little Walking Tall Sheriff Buford T. Pusser. Right? Right? Carrying the two by four. Not taking any shit from anybody. And he says no to RoboCop. Fuck you. (laughs) 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 All right, so Chris. Ultimately, Buford Pusser will fill what role for your team? Do you have a role carved out for him yet, or, sh- or will that give official, too much away about the rest of your team? He's, he's my government official. He's a sheriff. Sir, get your taillights fixed. It's your last warning. What's wrong with my taillights? They're broken. Okay, so but I mean, so you, then you look for him to, to keep law and order amongst like any people that your team encounters along the way when they're, you know, moving to their next mission, encountering survivors, townspeople, whatnot. Yes, yes, there is there is definitely a a morality that I'm trying to keep in my team here. And, and it really kind of does start with somebody like Buford. Okay, all right. So th- there's a moral code to your team, ultimately, and so that's why Buford Pusser was important enough that you took him number one, even though I'm not entirely sure one Buford Pusser would have been on the draft board of, say, a Mrs. Morgan you know, or, say, a Jimmy Jam Riska, or, say, maybe even a Matt Roberts, or, say, even a Mr. Morgan you know. Did so, not have him. No, no. Yeah. But, but Chris, listen, I, you, you, I, you came through. I had to take what I had to take. He was the only real person on my board. I could not risk losing him. All right. Well, we'll we'll go to the Mrs. Morgan you know for her pick, and I know that you had to contain yourself after Buford Pusser being 
ripped off of your draft board, Mrs. Morgan. You know, know, but your I'm, pick. I'm really scrambling at this point. Okay, so my pick is for my criminal. And um, just like Jimmy choosing someone who is a logistical champion, that is why I chose this person. So I went with the wolf, Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction, played by Harvey Keitel. He is a logistical mastermind who, quote, solves problems. You're Jimmy, right? This is your house? Sure is. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. Now, you got a corpse in a car, minus a head in a garage. Take me to it. Love it. That's all you had to fucking say. If you... Whoa. It's <laughs> all you had to fucking say. And also, to quote him, he is not here to say please. And if he is curt, it's because time is a factor. And I appreciate that. And I think that all good teams have good logistics on them. And I think that Mr. Wolf can solve any problem. See, I think that this is important that you use the word logistics here, right? Because that lets it out that there are a lot of different factors that, to quote the Big Lebowski, dude can have strands in old Duder's head here when he's thinking about the way to put his team together, right? Do you want someone who's great with the gun? Do you want someone who can fly? Do you want someone who can drive cars well? Do you want someone who's an experienced boat captain because you think you might be on the water? Do you need someone who can handle themselves in space? There's so many different ways you can think here, and logistics might be way down on the list, but it may actually be the most important thing and the difference between life and death for a team attempting to rebuild America after an apocalyptic scenario. I love the pick. I'm telling you, this is a key role on any good team. And it's clear that Mr. Wolf is not necessarily the team leader. He takes his orders from Mr. Marcellus Wallace. And I think that he doesn't need to be the leader. He just needs to tell you what to do, where to go, when to do it, and how to do it. And I think he's a great asset. Okay, I'm up. I get the snake here and... I will just I will I will admit something now because it is my pick that I gave serious consideration to picking the same actor for two different roles here since I have the snake and I think everybody knows which actor I was thinking about doing that with but I think I'm going to switch up from that and go different. I am going to however start here somebody I thought that would have been a much higher pick and I'm going to go with who are you really? You asking? What am I asking? Let me see if I can put it in another way. Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise (laughs) in the Mission Impossible movies. Okay, because across. Six different shocking. Mission Impossible movies. I know it's shocking, but across six different Mission Impossible movies at this point, we have seen this man handle all type of weaponry, get in and out of every different country across this fair world, drive boats, motorcycles, cars, planes, helicopters. I mean, there's not a scenario that's going to come up that Ethan Hunt isn't going to be able to handle. He's going to have connections in each and every country as we encounter them. He's going to know the real people we need to meet with as far as other warring tribes and all of the above. Give me Ethan Hunt as the number one overall pick. Tom Cruise shocked everyone I know to hear me take a Tom Cruise character at number one. Now, is that your soldier? That is my cop government official because Ethan Hunt is an IMF agent. The government will disavow any knowledge of this person, so how mm-hmm. can we prove they're a government agent? Well, Interesting. 
We know that he's a government agent. You're not getting RoboCop, okay, dude? Well, we know that he has a stomach and can digest things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting RoboCop. I'm going to make this work. Rod, that was great. Rod, great pick. I had him very high on my list, but I kind of knew he'd be gone. Yeah, that's that's definitely. Uh, there's there's a lot of other cop and government officials that I had on my board that I uh, I may shout out when we get to uh, to our honorable mention. But I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to stray away from I gave serious consideration to, and I'll just say it here. Somebody else can choose to take this person if they want to. Just picking Pete Mitchell as my soldier from Top Gun, <laughs> but I'm going to stray away from doing that, and I'm actually going to go to my criminal category, and I'm going to tap in on another question that was asked to us by the lovely. Mrs. Morgan, you know, who will ultimately be the leader of our team? And it might seem odd that I'm tapping a criminal for the leader of my team, but when I give you who it is, it will totally reveal itself. My criminal, Danny Ocean, played by George Clooney in the Ocean's Eleven movie. You want to talk logistics, you want to talk bankroll, you want to talk connections, you want to talk a face man who can go in and out of any situation, you want to talk somebody who can rally the troops, all of these different cast of characters all come together to rob Terry Benedict's casinos in Las Vegas on a big fight night. Ten ought to do it, don't you think? You think we need one more? You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more. Give me Danny Ocean as my number two overall pick. Mrs. Morgan, you know your thoughts. I love this pick. I think Danny Ocean is a great selection. I think he's up there with Mr. Wolf for me as somebody who can just sort of handle things. And I also think that Danny Ocean has the cachet to sway a lot of different people into doing things that he wants them to do. I think it's an awesome pick. I hate the pick. I hate the fucking pick. Come on, Rod. I don't hate it. Because he was on your list, wasn't he? Yes, he he was on my Ah. list. (laughs) I just want to point out how incredibly handsome my team is at this point right now. I have Tom Cruise, okay? And I have George Clooney on my team right now. Ladies, look out. I'm, I'm in trouble. All right, so now we go back to the Mrs. Morgan you know with her second pick because we're going back up to the top via V the snake draft. Okay, so I am choosing my scientist next. So I chose Walter White, a.k.a. Heisenberg, played by Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad. You're welcome. I'm sorry. What? I want those names, Mike. You owe me that much. I don't owe you a damn thing. All of this, falling apart like this, is on you. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Oh, that's some kind of logic right there, Mike. And I chose him not necessarily because of his sociopathic tendencies, but also because of his brain. So if you go back into the history of Breaking Bad just a little bit, he's a graduate of Caltech. He, his research was a part of a Nobel Prize in chemistry. He knows what he's doing. He has a great brain. And he's not afraid to get into some nefarious activity should we need him to. So that's why I went ahead and chose Walter. Let me go ahead and try to dive a little deeper on nefarious activities, uh-huh. Mrs. Morganino. Are you talking about a particular activity that may be able to bankroll your operation? Exactly. Hey, if I need money, we know where to go, right? Dude knows how to make meth. People aren't going to stop using it. Let's use him for what he's good for. Chris, let me ask you about this then. How long into the Mrs. Morganino's regime cooking up uh, drugs for people to further their operations will they turn to the dark side, Chris? You're a history scholar here. Tell us. That is not (laughs) why I'm choosing him, though. Should we need those talents, we can go there. 
Oh, that's great. That's great. I mean, listen, if they're cooking meth, it's not going to take long for the whole thing to fall apart. But if he can cook meth, chances are he can cook up some you other stuff, so too, that may not be quite as destructive. Meth around. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> I think about that logistically. Oh my God. Getting in place, doing all that stuff. You got somebody who's making free energy pills on your bankroll that's funding everything and getting everybody to do their shit. It's mm-hmm. perfect. That's why I hate you. <laughs> you had him on your list as well, Roberts? Are we really picking people off of your draft board so far here? Uh, that one was on my list because I thought he was a good two-stroke uh, pick. You could go scientist. You could go criminal. So either yeah, way. Yeah, see, I was, thought about that too. Like I like a, that you mentioned that. It was that. a back and forth. So I liked him especially not only with his drug aspect, the figuring out – Spoiler alert, this show's been forever, but that motorized garage door, the machine gun in the back yep, of it. Absolutely. Figuring out stuff like that's incredible. Plus, he can sell some dope and make you money. Listen, I have a sneak peek of the rest of the Mrs. Morganino's dream team, all right? And he might be the biggest gun she has, all right? So just just wait out. Wait out for the rest of her hey, team. You, guys, you keep going with your action, people. You keep going. See where that gets you in the end of things. We need minds. We need brilliant minds. All right. Speaking of brilliant minds, Chris King, your next pick. Okay, so I am going to stick with the scientist um, category, and I'm actually going to pick an astrobiologist, Helen Benson, portrayed by Jennifer Connelly. And watch movie. Uh oh, crap! Why didn't I write that down? It's the uh, you don't can't read. Get out of here! Oh my fucking god! The time traveler's wife. Yeah. <laughs> the time. Oh no, not the time. Not the time traveler's wife. It was like a. It's not a beautiful uh, mind, is it? No, that's Russell Crowe. Right, but she's in it. No. I thought she was. Isn't she in that? Yeah. Keanu Reeves is an alien that comes to Earth and there's a. Still. Hold on. The day oh, man, the Earth stood still. Yeah, the day the Earth stood still. Out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a terrible pick. Yeah. That's a terrible yeah. pick. We yeah, the day the Earth stood still. You said you came to save us. I said I came to save the Earth. You came to save the Earth from us. You came to save the Earth from us. We can't risk the survival of this planet for the sake of one species. Out of all the She's scientists that one could pick, she is out of perfect all to the women you could pick, yep, uh, yep, on brand. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Chris. All right, Jimmy. Listen, <laughs> I think she, I think, I think she Chris, helped I... save humankind. In that a movie, shitty movie, by convincing an alien we were worth saving. So what? I picked a guy who saved humankind five times over for yeah. a number one pick. Big deal. <sighs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're trying to make a team with uh, with the hopes of saving humanity from an apop- apocalyptic type event or a faceless enemy, you want someone that maybe has done it before, and she's got the experience. Okay. All right. Jimmy, I don't know how you follow that one, but the the task is up to you, my friend. Um Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> um I think I'm going to go uh <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the person uh, I'm so Jim <laughs> flustered. Jim, take a second. I am oh, so okay. flustered no, right now. All right. I'm going to go I'm going to go with my criminal. Now, with this criminal I want someone who knew what they were doing, got in, got out, took care of stuff, never got caught. It's a real person. Jack the Ripper. The world has caught up with me and surpassed me. 
Ninety years ago, I was a freak. Today, I'm an amateur. You go back, Herbert. The future isn't what you thought. It's what I am. Do you know that you can go into a shop here and purchase a rifle or a revolver? It's perfectly legal. These people encourage... Stop it! Wow. What wow. the fuck? All right. So you, you, were, you were pro Jack Ripper on your team. <laughs> Jimmy's like, you know what? I see yep. Jack Ripper standing over on the wall. I want him on my dodgeball yep. team. I want him on my team. Just be ready. Just be ready. Don't turn I your got back list. on him. Are you crazy? <laughs> All right. Oh There's wow. an interesting vibe going on in the Jim Riska team. Yeah. You're damn right there is. What's Olivia Pope doing yeah. with Jack the Ripper? They're going to play really well together. Oh, hey, Olivia Pope's going to take care of him. He goes, Don't he worry goes about like, it. She's that criminal. She's gonna fall I'm just going to take. She is going to have fall in love with him. Straight to serial killer. Mm-hmm. Wow. That may not be All my. Right. That may mm-hmm. not be the craziest pick I have, by the way. It might Here not be Jim, but it was definitely a crazy one. I'll tell you. <laughs> you keep me guessing every time, Mr. Jamriska. Roberts, back to you. Last pick in the second round, but you had first pick in the first round, which means now you're the snake. I love it. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the law enforcement category. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with something from one of my favorite personal movies that has like a, such a human touch to it. <laughs> Uh, you can't pick RoboCop. It's I know I can't pick RoboCop, okay? But it's a little crime drama set in the future of Detroit, and this cop is just out to set a day, and that cop has a name, and that name is Alex James Murphy. He goes on to portray a half, I don't know, three, maybe three quarters cyborg-esque character known as RoboCop. Go ahead and do it. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. (laughs) Have fun picking that one apart, you fucks. (laughs) He has a name. (laughs) (laughs) He has a name and he's a person. That's the best loophole ever used on the Morgan oh, Hill podcast. Oh, that's beautiful. Dude, he, he... Wow, that's awesome. He used his draft pick, dude. You know what? Thank you. You did it. You made your case. Thank you. Golf club. How do you follow that. up a great pick like that, Mr. Roberts? Because you're up again. Well, you know, we go yin and yang on this. We have law enforcement. Now we need a criminal, right? And who else better to fight one of the craziest apocalypse? apocalyptic scenarios you could run into than, than none other than Sarah Connor from the Terminator series. Ah, yeah, yeah. Off my Quite draft possibly board. one of the strongest female leads of any movie ever. Yep. It won't work, Sarah. You're no killer. I don't believe you. Do it. You're already dead, Sarah, and everybody dies. You know I believe it, so don't fuck with me! Open the door. Open the door! The most You're calling her a criminal, woman. though? I mean, considering... Is she a criminal? Is she a criminal, or... Is that what you said? Depending on the scenario of, of which you take that movie. Oh, I have heard as av- she's on my board as an average citizen. Hey, you should be you can go different places. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I, I say she's a criminal in the sense of that movie. <clears throat> I don't necessarily look at. Stop her criminalizing as a women, Matt Roberts. What are you doing here? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve yeah. that. Yeah, she was in a psych ward. It's she clear that Roberts jail, is even. making his own rules up to this entire. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So you're down with the future robots then if she's a criminal. I no, I'm not. You did try to pick it. a robot for the first pick. It's all coming clear now. Mm-hmm. No, there's hope ah. robots. Everybody knew Arnold in Terminator was a very helpful robot. 
Not in the first Terminator when Sarah Connor's an average citizen. That's because he didn't know what was going on, and once he learned it, he's not. You think of her as a criminal at first, but she, you know, graces your soul as a savior in the end. Wow. All right. I, I just, I'm, I can't, you just did Sarah Connor dirty, I think, by calling her a criminal. But I like to pick a Sarah Connor because she was on my draft board. I, I don't, I just think they, she's portrayed as a criminal, so I think you have to take it as that. Why else huh? is she locked up? Why else does everybody else think she's insane? Well, although she's not. <laughs> all right, listen, I get it. You got your you got your uh, your stipulation to having your female on your team, and you and you called her a criminal. And I just think that that's something that you're gonna have to wear for the rest of the draft. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. Because but... all all females are criminals, is what you're uh, saying, right? <laughs> yes, that's okay. exactly what I'm saying. You have okay, figured out. I hate women. Yeah, get out of here. I probably love women more than anybody else who's ever loved women. (laughs) (laughs) They really rev my engines. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jimmy. I think that means you're up now with your with your second pick or your third pick. So the second pick in round three. Yes. uh, So I have my my female. I actually have my real person who just is, is is a serial killer, which is fine. So I'm gonna have to have someone to. Uh, I want someone. I want someone on my team who's gonna make sure that we get everything taken care of. They can see kind of everything in a room. Uh, they can see everything happening. I'm going with the law. I'm going with Sherlock Holmes. That's what it's opening for, isn't it? All your little puzzles making me dance, all to distract me from this. Wow, Jimmy, you're picking guys from ancient times. Is there some sort of strategy behind that? No, they all speak Shakespearean. Hello, Gavda. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey. I think Sherlock Holmes is actually a really good pick, though, because like you're talking about somebody who can figure all of the things out and see things from various points of views and various angles and understand the human psyche. I think that's actually a really good pick. I'll tell you something, though, Jim. I yeah. While the Mrs. Morganino is not wrong with everything she just said right there, let's imagine that we have all of our different things that Sherlock Holmes is in bags, right? And then mm-hmm. all of those different bags are bags that we put onto our team scale that ultimately yes. make us who we want to be, right? You're yes. putting a whole lot of weight on deductive reasoning. You know what I mean? yep. <laughs> like you have a yep. whole lot of importance on deductive reasoning over maybe any other thing that might be important, right? Like aliens roll to the earth from Uranus, right? We didn't say what this nameless or this I got, it, I got that scenario taken care was. of. You, I, so you Sherlock Holmes is about to roll into a room full of aliens from Uranus and be like, well, typical Uranian behavior states, you know what I mean? Like I just, Uranian behavior. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think Pluto was named a planet yet, let alone revoked from being a planet in Sherlock Holmes time. But yep. Do you know how many different variations of Sherlock Holmes there have been? What what if I just pick from Sherlock? But you didn't, you picked Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) Yeah. It's his name. Yeah. But you didn't pick the actor that portrayed him. You just picked Sherlock Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Don't worry about it. All right. All right, Chris is next. Here we what go. Random Another person. Doozy. The, the, hey, my random name generator for his picks wasn't too far off, just for the record. No, uh-uh. It was not. <laughs> uh, Sherlock Holmes was actually on uh, my Ah, damn it. Then I'm an idiot. Of course she does. That's why it's a bad pick, Jimmy. <laughs> That's bad pick on my end. That's bad pick. Okay, so I'm going to pick someone for my average Joe. And this is a hero of mine uh i love all of these movies that he's in and that is ash or ashley williams 
portrayed by Bruce Campbell. Nice. That's a good pick. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. It's a 12 gauge double barreled Remington. He's been in a lot of scenarios. I hate myself for liking. Yeah, and he's Chris not did. afraid to make sacrifices. He's traveled back in time, right, Chris? He's fought zombies. He's had a chainsaw for an arm at one point. I mean, like, this guy's done things. Yeah, no, he has. He knows how to survive, he knows how to kill the undead and real people. I mean, he's been through it, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, well, we also know that, we also know, I love that you said he knows how to kill, and because, Chris, we remember one of your great quotes before that you said on this podcast is, you all know how much I respect a stone-cold killer. You said that during the Tom Cruise podcast when you drafted his character from Collateral, so I'm not surprised to hear you go there. (laughs) I know. So the next pick then goes to the Mrs. Morgan you know. Go ahead, babe. Okay, so I'm going with my average citizen, And my average citizen is going to be Harry Stamper, played by Bruce Willis in Armageddon. As long as it says Harry Stamper oil on the rig, you will not disobey my rules. You got that? Yeah, I do got it. Right now, I need to hear five words from you. Uh, I'll never do that again. I'm a fool. That was idiotic. I I, I mean, that was stupid. I'm an idiot. I know what name's on the sign. I'm not, I can't. What's going on What's going on? Well, I, I mean, I, you know, so Harry is an oil driller who, of course, is tasked with destroying an asteroid that is threatening to destroy planet Earth. He assembles a ragtag team who are kind of a mess, but they all very much respect him. They are loyal to him. They are devoted to him. And you know what else? Harry's not afraid to die. So I think Harry is the perfect choice for an average citizen who can get out there and get the work done. And you get Bruce Willis on your team. I mean, come on. Chris, you were talking earlier about having experience, you know, doing scenarios. I mean, what's more experience than Harry Stamper learning how to become an astronaut in about 10 days, flying up, landing on an asteroid, splitting it in half with a deep core drilling machine, and then deciding to sacrifice yourself to save planet Earth? If that's not experience, Chris, I don't know what is. Yeah, no, that is hella experience, and he was on my draft board as well. I decided to go a different way, but he is a great pick, and you're right, Rod, you get Bruce Willis. Yeah, that was one of the ways that I thought about one of my strategies early on when I went into this thinking about what I would do, how I would do it, is I just started to think of the icons, right? I started thinking of your Wahlbergs, your Schwarzeneggers, your Washingtons, you know, your your Stallones. I started just coming up with all the all the, the roles that these guys have played, and that was the, the people I first started thinking of. That perhaps reveals my misogynistic male bias, but that's the way that it went for me. And so I think it's my pick now, isn't it? it I have is, the snake back-to-back back again here. All right, so I need a soldier... Beautiful. I need a wild card. I need an average citizen. Let me go ahead and get my average citizen knocked out right here. Let me get my average you didn't citizen. Your scientist yet? I haven't done my scientist yet, okay. but I think I'm going to get my average citizen because I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to get my lady. I'm going to get my lady taken care of right here <laughs> because it's the first lady that I thought of for this team. Give me Annie Porter, Sandra Bullock, and Speed. Annie. What? It's my name, Annie. Annie. Get the shit out of me, Jack. All right, this is an absolute, everyday, average citizen riding the bus 
with the real people, the people out there doing the hard work, riding the bus, thrown into an absolute life or death scenario. She handles it like a champ. And I get Sandra Bullock on my team. Nothing wrong with that. I'm going to take that for my average citizen. Roberts, your thoughts on Annie from Speed as my average citizen? I would take Sandra Bullock on my team any day of the mm-hmm. week. She's funny. She gets shit done. She's kind of kick-ass behind the wheel. I mean, what more do you ask for from a teammate? Well, what else I would ask for a teammate is to also be experienced in escaping from a perilous life or death situation so i'm gonna get that out of my scientist believe it or not and my scientist is gonna be a botanist who also happens to be an astronaut who lived on mars for multiple years and figured out a way to sustain life feed himself make water and survive until his fellow astronauts could come back and pick him up give me mark watney aka space pirate himself Matt Damon from The Martian. Is this journey is going to take me roughly 50 days to complete. So I got to I got to live for 50 days inside a rover with marginal life support the size of a small van. So in the face of overwhelming odds, I'm left with only one option. I'm going to have to science the shit out of this. I love this choice. And I think that it's important to note that Sweet Sweet Vanimal, when we were talking about this draft just earlier tonight and who we were going with in certain categories, was the one who brought up Mark Watney, Space Pirate. And we were like, oh my God, how didn't we think of this? And I was so close to changing Walter White to Matt Damon in this movie. He's an awesome character. He'd be an awesome scientist on your team. I'm surprised that wasn't on your list before talking to the animal. I feel mm-hmm. like that should have been on every scientist list. Imaginable. It was one. Of, yeah, I agree. It was one of those things where I was like, "Holy shit! How didn't we think of that?" Because it's such a good call. I mean, what else? Like you said, he, he survived on mm-hmm. Mars. Like, I think that's pretty cool. If anything happens, like he can throw some potatoes in your poo. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> you could definitely do that. You could definitely do that. All right, that goes back to you, the Mrs. Morgan you know. Okay, so like Harry Stamper, this next selection is someone who can get shit done and can do things under pressure, and this is my soldier. So the person who I chose as my soldier is Daniel Jackson, Private Daniel Jackson, Army Ranger Daniel Jackson from Saving Private Ryan. Heavy weapon or double A below, I ain't got a shot. Pincer move, Parker! Target's 8 o'clock low! He was played by Barry Pepper. Um, He made it through D-Day, experienced sniper, talks about being born with a gun in his left hand from Tennessee, um, and calls himself a fine instrument of warfare, and that's how God made him. And I think I want someone who is a sharpshooter, who works well under pressure, who also sleeps well at night, which is what this character does too. I think he would be a fine addition to this team. When this movie came out, you could have told me that Barry Pepper was on the fast track to being the next big star, and it just never really worked out for him, did it, Mr. Roberts. Big Barry Pepper fan. I thought he was great in that movie. That whole scene when he's doing the sniper thing was just incredible. Um, He had a little run on some stuff, but yeah, I'm the same way. I thought you were going to see him as a bigger star. He did do some really kick-ass, like kind of smaller independent movies that are really good, but uh, excellent choice. Jimmy Jam, 
Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that that's in real combat. You need someone who's going to be able to take care of the small things, and he's going to be someone who's going to. That's a great pick. Good job. Very good job. He's going to be leaned on quite heavily with the Mrs. Morganino's team because his only backup at this point is Walter White. So he's definitely going to have to be a fine instrument of warfare for sure, as he Fuck calls off. himself. <laughs> if I don't give you shit, sweetheart, I don't know anybody else will. So Chris, Chris, but Chris's selections haven't been great. So go ahead, bud. Let's see what you got. <laughs> that's true. It is your pick too, Chris. That's right. <laughs> I need someone that's going to lead this team. Uh... This is going to be from my criminal bracket. This is a guy who has been able to take down entire governments remotely, uh, specifically the U.S. government. So we know he has the talent, the know-how. He can get big things done. He can control a lot of moving parts. This is Timothy Oliphant, who portrayed Thomas Gabriel. Wow. Raylan Givens. McClay. <laughs> Would you do me a favor? I know the lights are beginning to dim, but if you could just hang on for a second, as soon as Matt's finished, I'm gonna kill him and your daughter, and I would love for you to see that. God damn it. Matthew, 10 seconds. That was Oliphant and Justified. I love me some Oliphant. I do, I, you know what? Live for your die hard is a little better than people give it credit for. Right? You're gonna justify that? <laughs> yeah, no, I love justify great movie. that. Okay, that's a good line. Yeah, well, you, well, you don't get Bruce Willis, Willis on your team; you get Tim- Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. Hans Gruber <laughs> is uh, is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> Has he hit yet? According to Chris, was watching it the other day, and he still hasn't hit the ground. <laughs> was falling real slow all right so it is the next pick belongs to jimmy jam you right after chris going back up the toad's top yeah correct um i'm gonna go with my scientist and this scientist did everything has seen everything including different worlds um we're gonna go with walter bishop the scientist from one of my favorite shows, Fringe. Our world is being taken over by an advanced species of humans we call observers. Bite my hand and I will put you down. I am Dr. Walter Bishop. I had a plan to fight back. They weren't all bad. One of them tried to help us. It was called September. Wow, Fringe. That's a Rod Morgan Sr. favorite. That's a shout out from years back, Jimmy Jam. When was the last time you watched an episode of Fringe? Uh, oh, I've, I've, I've. <laughs> oh God! I if I have Chris, oh damn it! Yeah, 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 I love that damn. show. Damn it! <laughs> Jimmy, uh, you I and do Chris it. have been lockstep in this draft. Are you? How do you feel about that? Not good. Not good at all. <laughs> no, not good. Not good. So yeah, uh, I, I love the show. I've actually I've seen it like three or four times through. So it's awesome. I'm mean, listen. I don't. I'm not going to give away a couple of names because there's still a few picks yet to go. But like Mrs. Morgan, you know, just pointed out to me like there are some names that like I cannot believe are not off the board yet. Like in the cop category, in the scientist category, in the soldier category. Like this. This is this was the one thing I was sort of worried about. Right? Is that like ultimately this draft wouldn't be a battle against anybody for any one person because we would all have such our own particular ideas and that, and it sort of played out that way. But still, rather entertaining. Mr. Roberts, back up to you. I believe you get to finish your team out here. 
Uh, no, no, he has I go one back more to round. Back and then I have I have the last pick in the draft. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so I'm gonna go scientist. Um, I'm gonna get this off the board because I don't. Nobody's gonna take my soldier pick after I take this. So, a scientist, you need someone who can adapt, someone can learn, someone that can fix situations that you may not know are coming up. Um, it, it doesn't hurt if they're good at a uh, little first aid doesn't hurt if they're handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> Ernie Keith. I'm, I'm going to take uh, Dr. Robert Neville from I Am Legend, played by Will Smith. Oh, shoot. Get up and see. Ethan, get in. Come on, get in. Get in. I think this is why you're here. What are you doing? I'm listening. Neville, they're just running here. Come. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. Stay until dawn. Nice! Good to see him go off the board. He has played a hero in many a movies, and I wondered if he would garner a pick based on he's, his current he's situation. He's good with a gun. He's trying to figure out a vaccine. He's good at setting traps. He's good at keeping watch. He's good at sustaining life when nobody else really is. So, I mean, I think that's pretty solid. I saw his name on a few of scientists lists that I uh, that I used as uh, as part of my uh, research. And I I had uh, Will Smith in a couple of other categories, but uh, ended up having a few of my people higher on the board go there. But I'm happy to see Will get taken. Yeah, not a, not a chance he's not getting taken in this. Uh, so that bounced me to what another pick here? Correct. I haven't picked a leader yet. Um, this is going to be controversial because it's kind of an old school leading technique. But uh, I want someone who went through the military, you know, in the 60s, someone who knows how to get men to follow them, someone who knows how to get stuff done. And that is uh, Luke Devereaux from the 1992 classic Universal Soldier, played by Jean Fon, or Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm going to bust your head, punk. I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> Me? You don't want to hurt Hank? <laughs> Wow, Van Damme makes an appearance in the draft. That's incredible. You know that guy is jumping in in any kind of scenario where the world's coming to an end. And I want those splits. I want those kicks. I want those rugged good looks. He's on my squad. And, he, you know, we went to the future. So he's seen the past. He's seen the future a little bit. He knows what to expect. Listen, he can do the splits in any scenario you need him to, you know. So, I mean, I just think that things are great, you know. Whatever you need out of that guy, he can do fake martial arts. He fought in a in a life-or-death martial arts tournament called Bloodsport, you know. I mean, in case you and the aliens want to do hand-to-hand combat inside of an octagon, right? You guys will be ready to go. Chris, what are your thoughts on that pick? It's not a bad pick. I'm just surprised that he didn't pick maybe... A, a certain Steven Seagal movie that is much better and a much better character. Of course, we know that's under siege. Ooh, are you giving away? The, are you giving away your other I picks here? Well, Chris is twenty-five, so. <laughs> so I guess Jimmy, we go back to you after uh, Mr. Roberts's back-to-back picks there. All right, I need a soldier. I need the soldier. Cannot believe he's not off the board yet. John Rambo. It's over, Johnny. It's over! 
Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! It wasn't my war! You asked me, I didn't ask you! And I did what I had to do to win, but somebody wouldn't let us win! Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Stallone, right? He's good in the woods, he's good in the jungle. You know, he's good in the desert. I mean, we've seen John. He's good with the knife. He's good with the bow. I mean, he's got all types of weapon training. And again, as Miss Morgan, you know, has been on me about this entire podcast, but I'm just, I'm big on the weapons. I just, I'm sorry. I understand the darkness of man and weapons will probably come up and be a factor. Yes, I, I like big knives and big guns. So uh, Rambo uh, does, uh, does that for me. I was surprised that this wasn't taken earlier. So I, I'm, I'm glad to see that Rambo's made the list. Roberts, you got some thoughts on Rambo again, right? And we need our guys need to be able to handle weapons because, like I said, men ultimately left to their devices are going to be dark people. So we need some guys who can handle themselves, oh, correct? Man. Yeah, no, no. John Rambo was right going to be my next pick. I'm pretty upset and put me in a little bit of a tailspin, but. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> but, like. Like he he is He's up next. the epitome of being able to survive in many different situations and many different types of scenarios and environments. Yep. Like you can't go wrong with John Rambo. See, I just picture my team having to be mobile, right? I just picture my team having to be mobile, so I love that. But Chris, it is it is your pick, my friend. So what do you got for us? So what categories you got left here? I have soldier and my wild card, and so I'm gonna go soldier here. This is a soldier of fortune. He has fought and killed many things that should have killed him. And I'm talking about Dutch from Predator a la Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're one ugly motherfucker. Yeah, on my board. That's a great pick. Like, like literally, if you need somebody on your team that's wiped out an alien, boom, you got the guy. Right? Not just a alien, like the predator alien. <laughs> Hot jungle, right? Looking good with a cigar. Knows how to just, like, look cool on a helicopter, which, frankly, is not very important to the survival of your team, but it's not, it not a factor. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. yeah, if someone's taking a picture, you know, you better look good. Absolutely. I love it. All right. Mrs. Morgan, you know, you're up. Okay. I have two picks left. Uh, and the one I'm going to go with now is my government official. And I am choosing Josiah Bartlett, better wow. known as Jed, President of the United States, played by Martin Sheen on The West Wing. Every once in a while, every once in a while, there's a day with an absolute right and an absolute wrong. But those days almost always include body counts. Other than that, there aren't very many unnuanced moments from leading a country that's way too big for 10 words. I'm the president of the United States, not the president of the people who agree with me. And by the way, if the left has a problem with that, they should vote for somebody else. And the reason that I went with Jed Bartlett is because two-term president, okay, he already has a ton of respect and he has a great team behind him. And so when you choose someone like a president, you are also getting the team of people who accompany them. So you're getting- No, 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 yes, no, no, no. Yes, you are. It's no. default. It's default. Yes, you are. No, you're no. You can't draft one person to get 30. Did you I literally just shit. do that? I yeah. cannot believe you did that after I I'm kidding, you up Kate. That's what I was just saying. Robo-top. I was just kidding. You just drafted you- 26 people. 
What? No, 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 I didn't. I am drafting Jen Hey, Bartlett. I'll back Kate till the day I die. That was oh, just man. messing with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jed, you're getting all of these other people by default. Maybe they're not on the front lines with the wolf or with, you know, the, my my private Daniel. Like, you're not getting all of, all of that right up there, but you're getting them behind the scenes. And that's what's important about drafting someone like a president. It is strategic. Take note. You just put the wolf on the front lines. I'm not entirely sure how super fired up all the wolf would be see, about that scenario. All you see about the front lines is motherfuckers fucking shooting each other. <laughs> That's what, That's what happens on the front lines. <laughs> I mean, I've never been there, but from the understanding I have of the human history, that That's what happens on the front lines. You are just seeing all of this as being, it is six people shooting each other on a battlefield. All I'm saying is if we are dealt with an apocalyptic scenario, and let's just talk about this here. This is how I thought about my team, okay? If we are dealt with an apocalyptic scenario where we have massive flooding or we have massive fires or we have torrential downpours where they don't stop or we have some sort of a a freeze that we can't handle or aliens take over or we're invaded by another country my team's pretty flexible my guys are just ready they're smart they can adapt we can be mobile we can set up camp we can build civilizations i just tried to get a team that could be mobile and also attractive right that was really important for my squad if you look at everybody that is on my team <laughs> these are attractive people because it's just been proven not scientifically but throughout the course of human history that the attractive people do better than those who aren't so i need hot people on my team all right who's your next pick i get to finish out my team actually here don't i mm-hmm. i get to go back to back here so i can go with a soldier based on a real person here or i can go with a soldier that's just another beautiful person and then get my real person as a wild card which is ultimately what i think i'm going to do here my soldier is going to be Lieutenant Aldo, the crazy Apache Rain, played by Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards. That list. is my soldier. My name is Lieutenant Aldo Rain, and I'm putting together a special team, and I need me eight soldiers. Eight Jewish American soldiers. Now, y'all might have heard rumors about the Armada happening soon. Well, we'll be leaving a little earlier. We're going to be dropped into France, dressed as civilians. Once we're in enemy territory, as a bushwhacking guerrilla army, we're going to be doing one thing and one thing only. Killing Nazis. There is no one more beautiful than Brad Pitt. You know he is is my hall pass. He is my dream boat. So I'm for it. I understand your beautiful people list. That's what I'm saying. I'm just I'm just gonna recap here again, right? I have Tom Cruise, okay, I have Matt Damon, I have George Clooney, I have Brad Pitt, and I have Sandra Bullock. All right? And who and only who can you have as your wild card to add to that team? I have to draft a real person as my wild card. So what I will do to make sure that my team of beautiful people has the best information at their fingertips, who am I going to put on their team? I'm going to put none other than world-renowned astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's my wild card. He's on my team. Nothing that dude doesn't know. Bring us any scenario. He can figure it out. I'm done. So this is not dust here. This, this is Earth seen through the rings of Saturn. Earth. And just a reminder, 
we are a speck in the middle of a cosmic void occupying what we call Earth. But in fact, if you come upon our solar system from outside, you know, from, if you're an alien first coming upon our solar system, Earth would be barely noticed by you. You'll notice Saturn, you'll notice Jupiter, and you'll say, what are these? Mr. Roberts, what do you think? He's also pretty darn good looking as well. I mean, that mustache, come on. What are we talking about here? He's a handsome cat. He seems to know what's going on. But I don't know how much he's helping in a apocalyptic event. He's going to, he's, he understands if he's my guy, if we're space, right? He's my guy, if we're space. And he's also my guy who understands the way that certain plant formations and rock formations and things of that nature as we're trying to move forward. Right. I understand he's not helping me out on the front lines as I focused in so much, but he's my guy behind the scenes. And like, I picture him kind of just sitting there with Danny ocean. Right. And like Danny just kind of leans over to him and says, what do you think about this? And then Neil's got like some random formula or some like thing that he read in some study by some other half-assed scientist somewhere. I don't somewhere. see that. I see him sitting there and saying that shit and everybody in the room looking at him like, huh? See, but I, I think I he's know. got a way about him. I think he's got a way about him where even these rap scallions on my team will fall right in line. You think so? Because Danny Ocean will make it so. That's that's a good point. Danny's Danny's a good pick. So there you go. My team is done, and now we will head back up towards the top, and everybody else will finish out their team. So that means it's you, Mrs. Morgan, you know. Okay. So my last pick is my wild card, and this person is a real person. It also fills my female category. She is well-respected, loved universally, I can't think of another female on this planet who is loved as much as this person. She is a peacekeeper, which is why she is on this team. She's a philanthropist. She has money, and she can write some damn good songs, and that is Dolly Parton. I'm going to get that gun of mine, and I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen with one shot. Uh, the people that grew up where I was were the ones that you would consider the little Abner people, Daisy May, and that sort of thing. They took that kind of... Uh, thing from people like us, but we were very proud people, people with a lot of class. It was country class, but it was a great deal of class, and uh, most of um, my people were not that educated, but they are very, very intelligent, good common sense, horse sense, we called it. (laughs) I, I love everything you just said. But that would have been the last person I would ever expect. Absolutely out of your mouth not. You like want... not really out of your mouth. I mean, I know your music choice and how you are, but like, no, no, that's the last wanna... name I thought I would have heard. In so, this. so I thought a lot about this from the standpoint of I think you need someone <laughs> who is universally respected and someone who tends to speak her mind, but in a very thoughtful, diplomatic way. And that's why she is so well-respected. And I wanted a peacekeeper. And I think women have an ability to do that better than men do, historically. And so that's why I went went with Dolly. We also share the same birthday. So why not? Well, I mean, Jimmy, I immediately pushed back against her with my frontline argument that I've been championing here this whole entire podcast. That was immediately my thing. I was like, hey, listen, I love Dolly. Everybody loves Dolly. But, you know, I mean, are you, is Dolly getting an AK? I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, I don't really see. Uh, maybe she she's a distraction with. Oh, that's fucked up. Her singing. Yeah, that's where you were going. <laughs> 
Oh, no, I would have used the big guns joke if I was going to go that way. Oh. And I hate women because I picked and you hate women. as a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did pick her as a criminal, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Chris, Mentioned what do you nothing think? nothing about her guns. Chris, you're an off-the-wall guy. What do you think? Dolly Parton is a pick Listen. here. What do you think? Because ultimately, I think Listen, I'm, for, I'm it. for it. I mean, you can't go wrong with Dolly. She can charm the pants off anybody. She can sing with a heart of gold. And yeah, she is universally loved. Ain't no one going to get into a fight when she's around because she just exudes that much joy. I think it's a good pick. I think that ultimately what's at play here with Dolly that I don't think we're thinking about, right, is we have to we have to kind of spin this forward. America as it exists now is probably only going to get worse in this apocalyptic scenario that we are creating here, right? And so you need people that are not immediately going to be polarizing, which is harder and harder to find these days. But at the top of the list of non-polarizing people in this fair world we live in, in the year of our Lord 2022, Dolly Parton is the top of that list. So I think it's a bang-up pick, Mrs. Morgan. You know, I fully support it, and I support you. Oh, good. Thank you. (laughs) All right, Chris, what do you got? Round out your list. Okay, so I had my wild card left. And this is a guy that can bring a lot to the table. He's going to have all the tech that you'll ever need to tackle any situation. He has helped save the world on multiple occasions. He's actually traveled through time. I can't believe this guy hasn't been on anybody's list. Uh, that is Will Smith as Agent J from Men in Black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Ah, okay, nice. Will Smith getting double appearances on the pod. Yeah, Will Smith had a lot of characters out he's, there he's, that could have been drafted. Yeah, Lieutenant Stephen Hiller. Or you know, Captain Stephen Hiller from Independence Day. It's funny you should bring that up, Chris, because when Rod was first thinking about his list in general, he was thinking through actors that would fit in every single one of the categories, and Will Smith is one of them. Tom Cruise is another one. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and then it was the woman. God forbid the woman throwing him off in all of them. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the trouble. I, but I tried to see if she would let me get by with Gene Hackman's character in the birdcage as the woman. From oh, that wasn't awesome. I was not. No one will dance with me. I love it. I wish she would have done it. I told him white would make me look fat. Because that really, that's one of my only regrets. And we'll get to that after everybody figures out their picks. But uh, that Gene Hackman's not on my team is one of my regrets. But we'll get there. So, uh, Jimmy, you get to round your team out here. Uh, So I have my average citizen. And, uh, you know, who's more of an average citizen than someone who was just in a a lowly district uh, in, in the country and then chose to sacrifice herself in the Hunger Games, I'm going with Katniss Everdeen. I have a message for President Snow. You can torture us and bomb us and burn our districts to the ground. But do you see that? Fire is catching. And if we burn, you burn with us. Hell yeah. I think that's a really good call. Well, J-Law. I love that. You talk about the front line. <laughs> yeah, that's right. J-Law's ready to get after it. Yes. She's yeah, she ready is. to get after it. I like that. J-Law's a pick is perfect. I also love, Jimmy, that you have two women on your team and you didn't have to. God bless. At, at one point, I had all six women on my team, but we, 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 we changed things around. <laughs> Look at you, Jimmy Jam. Look at you. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of hating women, Matt Roberts, your, your final pick. <laughs> That is the worst introduction I've ever had in my life. Um, 
categorically deny that accusation. That's not true just at all, right folks. I'm just I'm just fooling. I know you are. Uh, I have an average citizen. I need a real person. Kate took my Walter White. That was going to fund my whole operation. So I got to figure a way to arm my team. This is a real person. Uh, seems like a guy who also could get stuff done. Um, and he doesn't like money. He just likes selling guns. And that's Don. Why? You know why, folks. Because I don't want to make any money. I just love to sell them. Thank you, folks. <laughs> you have to arm your team. Oh he knows God. how to get stuff that's not, you know, maybe legal. Um, he's going to stay out of the way. But if you need, like, a grenade, you call Don from Don's Guts. I love you more. He doesn't than like... Yes. He doesn't like making money. Oh, that may be the steal of the draft. Like he just wants guns. to sell guns. He just wants to sell guns. Yeah. Is there a requirement that we have to know all of our team members' first and last names? I know. Uh, no, it's not. But I also think if this is a movie, Don from Don's Guns is played by Brian Cox of Secession fame. Oh. Uh, agreed. Okay. Yep, totally agree. I like that little wrinkle you just threw in right there. I mean, if, if he's got to be played by somebody, even though he's a real character, I think that's your guy. He's going to say, you come in like, hey, can I get these? Fuck off. And then he's just, you know, he's got it. I like that. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a little bit of honorable mention and a little bit of who should have been picked. But right now, we're all just going to mention our teams and all start. All right. Because Roberts was first pick. I was last pick. So my team assembled to save the world from a faceless apocalyptic event is as follows. Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt from the Mission Impossible movies. George Clooney as Danny Ocean from the Ocean's Eleven movies. Sandra Bullock as Annie Porter in the movie Speed. Matt Damon as Mark Watney, Space Pirate in the movie The Martian. Brad Pitt as Lieutenant Aldo Rain in the movie Inglorious Bastards. And my wild card is an actual real person, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mrs. Morgan, you know, your team assembled to stop a faceless apocalyptic event from ending the world. Okay, I have President Jed Bartlett, played by Martin Sheen from The West Wing. Army Ranger Daniel Jackson, played by Barry Pepper in Saving Private Ryan. Walter White, played by Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad. My average citizen is Harry Stamper, played by Bruce Willis in Armageddon. The Wolf, Winston Wolf, played by Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction. And of course, the lovely, the peacekeeper, the wonderful Miss Dolly Parton. Chris, your squad, ready for whatever may come their way, is as follows. Uh, the leader as my criminal is Thomas Gabriel, played by Timothy Oliphant in Live Free or Die Hard. My soldier is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, portraying Dutch and Predator. Uh, my wild card is Agent J, played by Will Smith in Men in Black. My scientist is Helen Benson, played by Jennifer Connelly and The Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, my average Joe is Ash, played by Bruce Campbell and The Evil Dead. And then, of course, I have Buford Pusser, portrayed by Dwayne Johnson and Walking Tall. Nice. So now that that's your that's your real person, though, right? You're taking the actor portraying a real person that feels your real person. That's correct. All right. Jimmy Jam, what do you got for us? Your team that is ready 
what comes their way in the woods, on the street, in the cities, in the country. Olivia Pope is my leader. We have uh, the uh, law enforcement would be Sherlock Holmes. My soldier is Rambo. Scientist is Walter Bishop. Average citizen Katniss Everdeen. And my criminal, none other, Jack the Ripper. That criminal is really that's that's that was one of my favorite picks, Jimmy. There's absolutely no way that I would have said Jimmy Jamriska <laughs> is going to pick Jack the Ripper, but that absolutely happened this evening. Mr. Roberts, the team that you have ready for any punch that they may take, any shot that may come from land, sea, or air is my number one pick, Neo from the Matrix, Keanu Reeves. We got Sarah Connor as my quote unquote criminal from Terminator. We have uh, Alex James Murphy as my law enforcement agent. Uh, A.K.A. RoboCop. I knew I'd get it in there. We've got Luke Devereaux leading the team from Universal Soldier. We've got Dr. Robert Neville from I Am Legend as my scientist. And then, of course, the world-famous Don from Don's Guns. The world-famous <laughs> Don. I love that. All right, listen, I want to go ahead and point out, I'm not going to waste all of the great should-have-been picks here, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw a couple out from scientists that probably should have absolutely been picked. Anybody ever hear of Dr. Henry Walton Jones, one Indiana Jones archaeologist, probably should have been picked as a scientist. Anybody ever heard of one Dr. Emmett Brown? I don't know, only invented a time machine losing, using plutonium and a DeLorean. He could have been easily picked as a scientist. And how about Dan Truman, NASA scientist from Armageddon? I mean, he literally understands what happens if we have what's called a global killer. I'm not sure there's anybody better suited for a scenario like that. So that's who some people should have been picked as a scientist. Ms. Morgan, you know. Yeah, there were some government officials or FBI, police officers, CIA agents that weren't selected that I was really, really surprised about. John McClane wasn't wasn't selected. I mean, I got Bruce Willis, but it was the only time that he was even thrown out there. Brian Mills, played by Liam Neeson in Taken in that franchise. Any of the Jack Ryans, like any of them, not just the most recent John Krasinski and Jason Bourne. I was really surprised that none of them were taken. Yeah, we got Matt. We got Matt Damon as uh, Mark Watney, space pirate, but no, we don't have Bourne. Jimmy, how about a uh, how about a category you were surprised some people that should have been picked? Uh, I want to go back to law enforcement real quick. Dwight K. Schrute uh, should have been uh, someone <laughs> that was on my board. With his recorder on hand. Stretch. Uh, <laughs> Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Taylor, Andy Taylor, um, I think from... Uh, he was on my list. <laughs> he was on my list. Uh, Chief Wiggum, somebody else uh, in there. Ooh. But I do, um, the, uh, also, uh, average citizen, uh, one of my favorite new average citizens, uh, Camille Vasquez, uh, the lawyer for Johnny Depp, was actually on my list as well. She's a really good attorney. <laughs> yeah, she is. She made him look good. Yep. All right, Chris, I'm, I'm really excited to hear some people who you think should should merit honorable mention. So I need, wait, I need us. to Google these people. Give me a second. <laughs> All right, well, you don't have to Google this person, Jimmy, because I know you are very familiar with him. And he was on my list as an average Joe. He was actually second on my list after Ash from The Evil Dead. And that's Roddy Piper from his character in They Live. Nice. Ah, nice. That reminds me, actually, Jimmy. Yeah. We were also tasked with a little side project here. Everybody had a little side project of somebody they would pick from things that we talk about often on this network. And Jimmy, you and I are actually approaching 100 episodes of Yeah, We Know in the Ring with uh, Jimmy and Rod. So uh, if you had to pick a wrestler to try to be part of a team to save the world, Jimmy, where would you go? I mean, is there any other one to pick than Brock Lesnar? 
Actually, I got three other guys than Brock Lesnar on my list. <laughs> I do have uh, Brock Lesnar would be my number one pick. He just goes out. You, you don't even need the team. Just have him go out and destroy everybody. All right, that's good. I have on my list. Uh, why not a Stone Cold Steve Austin? I mean, yep. he's just a beer drinker and a hellraiser. We've seen him beat people up in grocery stores, throw people off of bridges. There's been lots of different things that the Rock has or that the Stone Cold has done. I also said Sergeant Slaughter. He's already got military experience. Why wouldn't <laughs> I want Joe. Sergeant yeah, Slaughter? Yep, yep. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, if you want to talk G.I. Joe, nobody better than John Cena. I mean, he's the living embodiment of G.I. Joe. You so, can't see him. Yeah, we can't. And Mrs. Morgan, you know, you talk music on this podcast with us quite often. Did you come up with a great musician who might help save the world well, other than I, Dolly? Well, I did, right? So so Dolly's on my list. But also I oh, wanted to well. say that on wrestlers, I think along the lines of like a woman who who would be beloved by a lot of people and but could seriously do some damage, Bianca Belair, I think would be a really, really good choice for any wrestling list. BFT. But I think along the lines of other musicians, a couple that I did think of, of that I thought could also fill a peacekeeper sort of category and who are universally loved would be Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. I thought either one of them could could do really well on a list too, but I don't think either of them beat Dolly. Here's what I will say about the Mrs. Morganino's team. Maybe, maybe not the team I would draft for the front lines, but the world that she's trying to create after this faceless apocalyptic event, that's the world I want to live in. So kudos to you for that. It's a team that gets shit done. And like, from what I know and working on teams, you need people who know how to get the work done. You can't have a bunch of people being like, let me just shoot this place up. Like, it cannot be that. And you can't have a bunch of people who all think they are the leader either. You have to have a clear leader and other people who are willing to take direction and do the work it takes. That's it. That's why the the list evolved into what it is, which is mine. All right, now let me ask you a quick question about musicians real fast. When you were thinking about a musician to fill this category, did the Motor City Madman Ted Nugent come up at any point? Because we know <laughs> that he is well-versed in firing bows and guns and wearing loincloths. So, I mean, he's ready for a post-apocalyptic scenario, I think. Right, right. He was right up there with Kid Rock, and then I just couldn't decide between the two, and so I went with Dolly instead. All right. I think that's probably a yeah. safe bet. Mm-hmm. Mr. King, Mr. Roberts, we asked you guys to think of an athlete that you might like to uh, to to help you save the world. Roberts, I'll go to you first. I went with one of the scariest human beings I've ever seen as an athlete, Francis Ngannou. That dude looks like he could rep anybody else. UFC fighter. Um, if I got to send somebody out to beat somebody up, you know, just to get my crew through, that's who I'm going with. All right. I like that. That dude definitely can uh, can handle some business. Mr. King, who do you got? So I didn't want to uh, pick somebody that was like a fighter or something like that. And one quote kept coming back to me, and it was, if you need somebody to make a shot to win a game, you take Michael Jordan. If you need someone to make a shot to save your life, you take Larry Bird. So I'm going to go with Larry Legend, because if you're trying to stop the end of the world, top the thing, you need someone that's going to hit that shot to save your life. The official state bird of Indiana is Larry. I love that. That's absolutely fabulous. Jimmy. A basketball shot to save your life. Yeah, so, this is Space Jam, apparently. feasible. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody get up. <laughs> it's not a Space Jam. Jimmy Jam, we had a question thrown out there in our original outline that read, what faceless apocalyptic threat is your team best suited to fight? Were you able to craft what scenario you think your team is best for, Jimmy? Yes, uh, uh, a... Uh, 
faceless enemy is developing a nerve gas agent, and we have to infiltrate the compound where it is being developed to stop them from doing so. Uh, so we have Sherlock Holmes, who is going to give the big picture overview plan. Olivia Pope is going to take that plan and implement it with having Rambo and Katniss Everdeen going uh, on the front lines. Walter Bishop is in the back making the antidote for the nerve gas agent. And then Jack the Ripper is going to go slyly in the shadows behind to try to come up from behind and infiltrate. So I, again, I, I'm Jack the Ripper, Jimmy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm beating a dead horse. Yep. Here. Yep. No, but I know. How I know. how confident are we that you're just gonna be like, hey, Jack, listen, this is what we need you to do, and he's gonna be like, yep, gotcha, Chief. I can be your man waiting over here in the corner to do that for you. That's. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's really my only question here. Here's my thing. Never been caught, and in this scenario, we have to get the job done. Never been caught. He's gonna take care of it. Okay, so basically what you're relying upon here is the goodness that may still exist in Jack the Ripper's heart, that at this point he's trying to fight for all of mankind? Is that what I guess you're Even hoping for? I have no idea who this man is I or see good was. in him. <laughs> all right, I like that, though. You, you, you gave a lot of serious thought to your apocalyptic scenario. As far as apocalyptic scenarios go, Chris King, you could cook one up that would really blow my mind. So what do you think your team is best suited to do? Definitely most suited for an alien invasion of some type. Uh, four of my people have literally dealt with aliens and either defeated them, uh, made peace with them, or or keep them in line in some way, shape, or form. And then uh, the other one, Timothy Olyphant's a born leader. He's definitely in charge and getting things done and getting things organized and keeping things moving forward. Uh, and then you have the no nonsense Buford Pusser, uh, just, just keeping everything in line. Like it's a group that knows how to deal with otherworldly or offworldly situations and scenarios and can get it done. I like that. Aliens is definitely one to think of, right? You think of a, a foreign country invading us as another scenario that you can launch. But I ultimately have thought that where my team is best, right, is I try to be a little bit more based in reality, right? A little bit more like, let's just say we start to see a fundamental breaking down of society a little bit here, right? We have some sort of a prolonged power outage. You know what I mean? We start to see a little bit of a food shortage. You know what I mean? And what we're going to ultimately start seeing is that people are going to start encroaching on others' territories. We're going to have robber barons. You know what I mean? We're going to have things of this nature. So what I wanted to try to draft was a team that could be mobile, go to any area where this stuff is quelling up hotter than others, and be complete, smooth talkers that everybody falls in line with. I mean, if you're telling me that Tom Cruise, George Clooney, Matt Damon, Brad Pitt are rolling into your town and trying to be like, hey, I need you on my team doing this with me. You're not going to agree with those guys? Come on. And then Neil deGrasse Tyson, one of the smartest people that's ever been on this planet, is back here giving you the actual real facts behind him. And then somebody like Sandra Bullock, who just was trying to ride the bus to go to work and had to step in and keep this bus from blowing up, tells you, if I can do it you can do it come on this team can accomplish many things roberts how about you well my team you know obviously has a little bit of futuristic machine versus man scenarios with you know neo 
uh, Sarah Connor. Yeah, you really Luke were Devereaux, towing the robot the line really travel. close now that I think uh, about no, it. No, he's not a robot. He's a fucking human. No, Get I'm over just saying there was a lot of robots robot. involved in every one of your picks somehow. You just were really yeah. just, you were hammering that yeah. robot theme. Well, it's, they're going to take over, man. Your phones are listening. It's weird. I sound like Chris right now. But <laughs> they're going to take over. And then, you know, of course, like any army you're going to have, any group has to be sponsored by someone who knows technology, trends, and that would be the world-famous Don from Don's Gun in Greenwood, Indiana. <laughs> so my team basically can handle um, you know, simulation theory, futuristic robots, uh, time-traveling soldiers from Vietnam, uh, biological warfare. My team is unbeatable. All right. Well, that is to be decided by the good people of no, the Morgan You Know Nation. Pretty much known. Well, Mrs. Morgan, you know, were you able to craft a scenario that your team might be best to handle? Because, again, I've been making fun of you this entire podcast that they are not ready to fight it out in the trenches in the woods. So what are they best to do? I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I am good at admitting when I am wrong when it comes to something like this because... No, I did not think about what the threat would be that my team could endure or survive because I was thinking through how they would work together as a team more than anything else. Because I do think they would be successful at accomplishing any mission in some way, shape, or form based on each of their strengths, but I have no idea what what the actual faceless threat really is. But they could do it. They could do it. I have, I have all the confidence in the world that they could do it. What I think might work for your team, I kind of thought about this. What might work for your team is it's a very small window for them to have to fit in, right? But, like, let's just say the people just, like, rise up and get really, really mad one day and, like, kind of just overthrow the world. And then they stop and look around. And they're like, oh, no, like, we really don't know what to do next. And then all of a sudden your team rolls in like, hi, hello, my name's Dolly Parton. <laughs> my name's great, Josiah let Bartlett. These, let these great, great minds work together. I think maybe the thing that has been on my mind because it's all I've worked on for two and a half years is a global pandemic and logistics surrounding that at a university and how we navigate it. I think maybe that was sort of top of mind and how these, how these minds would work together. Um, But yeah, I think it is kind (laughs) of after maybe, maybe not once the dust has settled, but in the midst of the dust settling. Yeah. It's like that tenacious D song where, where Jack Black and Kyle Gass just hide out like 25 feet underground while the revolution happens. And then they rise up and try to take over. That's what your team's best for. (laughs) Ultimately though, the winner will be decided by the Morgan, you know, nation. We will create a couple of graphics and put those up out on all of our different social channels. Those of you that listen to the podcast, comment on one of our Facebook pages or our Instagram or something like that with who you think's team was the best. And we will then make fun of each other and go forward as a good person, knowing that our self-worth was buoyed by the fact that you, the good people of the Morgan Uno Nation, made us feel good about our choices in this completely not important (laughs) made up garbage draft. It's our fun. It's our fun. Jimmy Jam, any last words before we say goodnight here on this Friday night after having a really good time with the people? I just want to uh, thank you for 100 fantastic episodes, and uh, cheers to the next 100. There you go. Sounds good. Mr. Roberts, you, uh, you again, you, you flirted with disaster and robots all night long, but you pulled it off, my friend. I love you. I don't flirt with disaster. 
I sealed the deal. Okay. <laughs> Let's get that together. Thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I can remember, you know, talking into my computer microphone six years ago, and now we actually kind of, well, uh, tonight did not prove that you guys know what you're doing, but <laughs> true. You know, most of the time it does. So thank you. This is a perfect medium for you. You, uh, you love to talk. We love to listen. Thank you. Appreciate that, Mr. King. You uh, you drafted a team that did not disappoint any of us. Did you uh, did you have as good time uh, with all of us as we had of making fun of you? <laughs> I had way more fun than I ever thought I could, and I really think that Roberts has some of the worst picks out of all of us. Nice. All right. I love it. You two guys always keeping that rivalry. You fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Morgan, you know, my lovely, lovely, lovely wife, my co-host, my rock, my support, my smartest person I know. You got any last words for us? Hey, thanks for 100 episodes. Thanks to Brad. Thanks to Jimmy for producing this podcast and for keeping it going for all of this time. I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful that we were able to work on it throughout a global pandemic, um, which was a true <laughs> faceless apocalyptic threat uh, and and was really hard on a lot of people. And we still were able to have a lot of fun. Rod, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you every day, but I'm proud of you for doing this podcast and for all of the work that you put into it. So thanks for bringing this into our family. And thank you to all of you out there who are listening, and thank you to all of you who listened to this episode. I truly appreciate it. Jimmy and I will be back in this feed soon enough with some wrestling thoughts for you. Chris and I will be back in this feed soon enough. I believe talking all of the madness that is college football. That is my idea for the next sports podcast coming up, and we will then be back in a couple of weeks with another pop culture idea here on the Morgan You Know podcast, because that's how we do it. You get wrestling on Yeah We Know, you get pop culture stuff here on the Morgan You Know, and you get our sports takes on Balls and Brew. So until next time, that's the Morgan You Know. Hello, Internet. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we said we were going to do hi, Internet. Why would I say hi? I always say hello. I know, but this, is the, this isn't this is the show. This is a commercial for the show. I thought we said we were going to do it different. I always say hello, Rod. I, you, all right, fine. Say it whatever way you want to, Chris. It doesn't matter what I say anyway. Hello, Internet. You did. Fine. You got your hello in. And now I'm Rod Morgan. You can listen to us on Balls and Brew, where we'll argue about many things, even more inane than what you just heard us argue about there. I promise. Right here on the Morgan Eno Podcast Network. Podcast Network.